Hello, I'm Howard, and welcome to the 9320 Review Podcast, the show that dreamt last night that Everton won at the Emirates, but also that the house fell down as it was made entirely of Cheshire cheese. Uh, we're looking back as City overcame their fifth-round Robins test to progress to the quarter-final, one step closer to Pep throwing the semi-final due to a punishing schedule. Uh, to discuss the match and more, delighted to be joined by Ace and, and, and Joe. Good morning, chaps. How are you doing? Ace-san? Morning, Howard. Um, yeah, I'm really good. I'm excellent. I'm very happy. Phil Foden is back, so you know, my life is 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 always shiny and perfect when Phil Foden is around. Yeah, we've got Pat's schedule, so we haven't got time to discuss him, I'm afraid. But <laughs> so many other things to discuss, right? Indeed, yeah, like a covered city square. I mean, that's more important, surely. I like it. Yeah, I'm sure we'll squeeze in a couple of minutes for him. So don't worry. Uh, Joe, good morning. Morning, Howard. You okay? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Good man. Fun last night, in the end. Quite uh, entertaining 90 minutes, so... Yeah. Bertalicious. Bertalicious. Or as this show will be called, flabbergastic. (laughs) I think Mm. so. (laughs) Pep's created a new word, and we're we're all for it, so... Uh, Right, before we talk about the football, though, uh, just one... Quick opening question. I'm interested in your views on this. Uh, I got an email of City, as many will have done, and of course they tweeted about it, causing much banter, of course, as in reply. City have announced consultation period on plans to expand the North Stand. Uh, I think it's raising it to 60,000. Uh, covered City Square, there's a museum, big uh, expansion of that north side basically includes a hotel as well i've got the arena coming as of course in december this year so hey so i'm going to start with you and i'll obviously ask you this uh both same similar questions uh your thoughts on the this announcement not that much of a mystery it's been muted before is it the, is it the right thing to do expanding the capacity and, and the right time to do it as well i think so i think that in terms of um the kind of the demand for tickets and and the overall popularity of the club, I think we all accept that uh, there has been a significant Haaland factor this season, and I suspect that the club have really felt that in terms of demand for tickets. So, and if we are heading in that direction, which I think we are, then I think uh, it's a fantastic idea. I mean, look, more empty seats. The more empty seats, the better really that simple so if we can have a whole new stand a whole new tier with like thousands of empty seats brilliant what about the the wider uh plans i think it just reiterates what you know how they've transformed the area basically you know for for we discuss about the owners moral issues sports washing the football itself transfer mistakes they have absolutely shown, you know, amazing capabilities in developing the club, the area mm. around it. And when you read these plans, it's pretty exciting, is it not? You know, what they've got planned in the future. Enormously so. I, I think it's, it, you almost can't, you can't overestimate how, underestimate one of those two. <laughs> you just, it's, it's uh, it, for me... It particularly in wake of uh, the attempts by certain corners of the footballing establishment to try and destabilize City, I think that the fact that the owners every single season 
reinforce their commitment to the football club and not just their commitment to the football club in terms of players on the pitch or anything like that but the kind of the wider context of what ownership of Manchester City has meant they are hell-bent on keeping their promise of building the best football club with the best facilities in England and yeah I mean it just it's you know it's kind of funny that in a different world in a parallel universe City and their owners are held up as the kind of the benchmark for what football particularly Premier League football club ownership at the top level what it should be about when you look at the way that you know Old Trafford is falling to the ground and crumbling to bits. When you look at the way that, you know, there's this sense at Liverpool of they've got owners who want to sell, but, you know, it just it, they, they, they seem to have ownership models who don't have a problem with creating uncertainty because ultimately they don't care that much. And I think that you can see very clearly that our ownership care and for me when I talk about caring I don't mean you know they care about me and they care about you no they care about the promise that they made the club and how to continue to build something that has longevity and that will stay even if they go because now we are reaching the point where if and they ain't selling but if for whatever reason one day Abu Dhabi decided to sell. The club is worth billions and billions. The infrastructure is worth billions and billions. And City aren't going away. Simple as. The, the roots that they've put down and continue to put down make us the most stable football club in England, regardless of the attempts to destabilise us. Even more stable than Chelsea? <laughs> <laughs> it's a close one well, thing. Well, I've, you know, I've heard rumour, could be rubbish, of course, that United are finally trying to build something bigger than our academy, uh, Hale Way. So, but the fact they want it to be bigger just kind of shows that they're not doing it just for the right reasons, but it's like a willy-waving contest. So, whereas our owners you know, will do it because it's natural development of the club, the whole group and the area and so on. Uh, Joe... I did see, I, I like this, one larger single upper tier. Uh, absolutely the right thing to do, do you agree? Uh, should help with the atmosphere big time. Yeah, I think it'll bring a totally different dynamic to the stadium. Uh, of course, it brings the question, what do you do with the current um, family stand infrastructure? But You moved <clears> that. <laughs> yeah, boot them out. No, I'm only joking. And, well, <laughs> you should, but I understand that people have you know real ties to where they're located in the ground. It's yeah. a difficult one, but it, if took emotion out, well. they shouldn't be behind the goals. Yeah, yeah but obviously there isn't a place in the ground where the, where you know that type of section is needed, especially for young families coming into to hopefully you know support the club for generations to come. But to, to answer your point, I think it will change the dynamic um, and, and landscape of the stadium completely. Um, I have said on podcasts in the past that I think the fundamental flaw with the Etihad and what it's always struggled to get away from, even with the expansion in 2015 and the work they did when they initially took the stadium from the council to, to dig down, 
is that it's always to me had the feeling of of an athletic stadium like it wasn't purpose built for football despite the work i feel that doing this type of almost in a way old school english end mm. um will will change the dynamic of that uh, and it will certainly change the sound of the stadium. Um, I think it will bring more out of the south standard inadvertently because it will obviously be opposite. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they could make that long to safe standing um, because then that would really be quite unique, I, I suspect. Uh, and it's exciting to see, um, you know, the, the the hotel and then the museum because I think something as much as I. Um, I think anyone who listens to me on these pods knows I'm a massive city history geek. So the thought of a, of a proper city museum, yeah, big, um, yeah. much needed. It really excites me because I do think it's something that's been slightly neglected, if I'm honest. Mm. And, you know, you look at the history of our club, I think there's a lot of fan base who don't realise themselves, city fans, how storied our history is with, you know, Bert Troutman and you can go on and on. So, yeah, exciting times. And, and just to, to touch on what Aeson said and to finish up on this, um, I did a tweet yesterday and I firmly stand by it. I think our owner's contribution to this city is the, is the most generous contribution externally uh, the city's ever known in its history. Um, some may say that's a big shout, but you look what they've brought. They've, they've built us probably the best football facility in Europe um, on what was derelict land. They've massively improved the infrastructure of the Etihad Stadium. Um, they're building a state-of-the-art um, music arena, which could arguably turn to be the best in the UK, and if not Europe. Um, the 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 building, what we've seen yesterday, I mean, it's just never-ending. And yes, it secures Manchester City's foundation, but also the jobs that's created, how it's transformed large parts of East Manchester and Coates could go on and on. And um, we're very lucky and privileged to to have. Um, Shape Mansour and, and the apparatus running the club that we do because <clears throat> their contribution has been flabbergasting. So, yeah, <laughs> I think that needs to be said. Flabberfanglastic. There's about eight words in there that mixed together. Hey, so one final question. Uh, you talked, obviously, it's just weird. It might be an online thing, but I think it is a very much maybe just an English obsession with filling stadiums which, of course, is irrelevant. Uh, 20 years ago, most stadiums weren't full most of the time and no one cared less. Uh, we've seen this, you know, supply can't meet with demand uh, this season, perhaps for the first time ever. You, know, there's, you cannot get a seat for... If you just want to go and buy a seat for a game, uh, more than one together, uh, for a game like six weeks away, you can't anymore. Harlan's a big, uh, obviously, factor in that, perhaps the main factor... We've always said that it'll take a generation, perhaps, to gain a fan, you know, a generation of pretty you know, success like we've had in the last decade to gain the fan base that other clubs have. None of us, no fans, you know, most city fans couldn't care less about gaining it, but obviously the club do and the owners do and profile and income and all that sort of thing. Do you think we're now at the stage where we've moved up a level that if Harland went, if Pep went, if things changed? that we'd still be selling out stadiums all the time? Do you think we've just become a bigger club now with with just one signing, perhaps? I think that to an extent that goes without saying. I think that each season upon season, we we expand our our kind of footprint, footprint um, and we expand our... Um, I think with success, you expand your 
popularity, but I think it's also incredibly important to remind ourselves and acknowledge the fact that City have always had an incredible local and national supporter base that when we talk about the idea of filling the ground or not filling the ground, we've never had the kind of problem that is made out by rival supporters or in the media. There are equal amounts of empty seats at everywhere from Anfield to Old Trafford to Stamford Bridge, depending on the night, the game, the competition. Do you see what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not a... Mm. Uh, uh, th this this myth that has been perpetuated about City not being able to fill the Etihad is it, it, it runs alongside the myth that's been perpetuated that City cheat or that you know it's about sports washing or you know what I mean it's just like whatever attempts people uh, make to demean the club the supporters our success I think that we should never lose sight of just how ill-informed they actually are. But yes, to go back to your initial point, to me it goes without saying that every season we come a, we become a bit more popular on a global level. And that's maybe the... And it's an interesting one, and I, maybe I'll throw this question over to both of you, right? So I know that I often see, read, hear a lot of sneering about what people class as tourists, right? So for me, when you talk about tourists in a stadium, you're really talking about overseas supporters. Now, I've got a slightly different view because I look at it and go, bloody hell, that's incredible. Like, if you want to fly from Tokyo to come and see City play, mm. that's not something I'm ever going to sneer at. I understand that demand for tickets means that any local who doesn't get a ticket and then sees somebody who they deem to be a foreigner in the stands will complain about that. But the club have to find a way in amongst the popularity to ensure that people who want to travel thousands and thousands of miles from tens of thousands of miles from different continents to see City somehow do have access to tickets. So I don't see what people class as football tourism as a stigma or a negative thing. How do you both feel about it? Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.